I lived, um, I literally actually lived down the street, so like I've lived here twice. I used to live in the building that was over there. Oh, okay. Then from there, I uh, went back home for a bit. I yeah. moved with my dad in his apartment for a little bit. It's a lot like smoother than uh, I used to use Audacity and everything. Audacity, how is that? It's chill. Yeah. I mean, like, there's still, uh, like, I just learned how to do like the noise reduction on there. Oh, yeah. 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 I had the homie Drew on, and we were at oh, yeah. a restaurant yeah. and like everything, so like it was a lot what of. What restaurant like, does he own? Uh, his family owns Wins. Wins. In Enola, Norwalk. Okay. Bro, you gotta go. It's so good. Is it good? Is it yeah. like bar food or like what no, is it? No, it's like, um, fucking like greek and uh, okay. italian like they have like oh, they got voted shit. like one of the best pizzas in iowa bro. damn I mean, he fixed one up for me it was pretty good but he does like the egg king too which okay. is actually going on today oh egg king yeah. that's him too yeah. okay 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 lot, okay i'm kind of put on game then i kind of yeah kind of understand what you're talking about yeah there. but no i haven't tried that though i heard that the egg king so super i got good, to try though. it before it like before, before you like came out. before it came and out like, so is he doing like food truck stuff is that that's the idea but uh-huh. right now they're doing the kitchen spaces thing you heard okay about kitchen spaces before i have not so is that kind of like a it's like 24th they let like chefs or like you know restaurants like you know okay. that don't have a spot come in and do like pop-ups dope dude like, that's smart yeah. low-key that's crazy and it's a good space too like it's good for like people to come in and out not yeah. as much like sit down kind of yeah. thing but like yeah, they've been, bro, like, literally for the past month, I think they've been doing it every Saturday, 10 to 3, wow, like, bro, fire bro. sandwiches, like, wow, that's bro. good shit. That's crazy, dude. Like, when I feel like, with no farmer's market and, like, stuff like that, yeah. that's, like, super, like, not having the important market. to have, yeah. I feel like, it you know. It sucked not having the farmer's market. Yeah, dude. Bro, because this is the first time, like, I always uh-huh. work retail, right, and I still do, I work at yeah. part-time. But this is the first time that I've had a consistent every Saturday off. Yeah. And like forever. Bro, and like I, I wanted swear. the farmer's market. I swear, like, bro. And then your family does the farmer's Dude, yeah. Market, like so my like, mom's like big into that stuff. Yeah. So I'm just like, I mean, it's kind of nice though. Like not having a <laughs> bunch of stuff like going on though. I guess like, after all those years. Yeah, like, bro. Like I just feel like, I feel like I'm always like so go, go, go like mm-hmm. all the time. So I'm like, you know, I don't know. At this point, I just kind of feel like it's good for me to kind of have almost like a vacation, mm-hmm. I feel like, this year. Um, you know, because, like, this whole year has just been absolutely insane. But, oh, yeah, dude, it's it's, it's been... insane. But, yeah, we're kind of just rolling right now. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, dude, uh, so, everybody, welcome back to the episode of The Truth Podcast. My name is Nick Robinson. I'm the host of this show. Uh, and today I got on one of my good homies. Uh, we've been friends for... Damn, how long have we been friends for, bro? It's been a minute, low-key. I feel like I met you back... When did I meet you? Like, 2017? Like, fall of 2017? Yeah, I was say. Yeah. Uh, I think it was when uh, uh, Illis opened up, wasn't it? Yeah, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it was you and the homie, and you slid through. Yeah, uh-huh. Chopping it up and stuff, yeah. Yeah, dude. Damn. Since then, uh, yeah, dude, it's been insane. So, like, Phoenix, tell the people, like... That don't know you just a little bit about yourself, I guess. Yeah, for sure. My name is Phoenix Lee, man. Um, gosh, I'm an entrepreneur, you know, creator. Yes, try mm-hmm. to try to do everything, man. Now, now, you know, diving a little bit into like the design game and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, man, from here, from Des Moines, from the East Side, you know. Mm-hmm. So all my East Siders so stand up, But uh, yeah, man, just really, just really doing what I love, man. That's yeah. all it is. Just doing whatever I find that I have a passion for and that I love and yeah. just kind of go from there. So, like, obviously, like, 
I met you through like a lot of like fashion and like clothing and stuff like that. Yeah. Where do you feel like so you obviously like have a brand called Rise Again. Yeah. Originally when I met you, it was vintage, yeah. it was straight vintage yeah. stuff. You've since then kind of massed over into different creative outlets, mm-hmm. creating media pages and doing a podcast yourself and yeah. doing uh, just a little bit of everything. Now you're di- designing clothes and stuff. Like, what is Rise Again to you? And, like, how did it kind of start? How did it all kind of come for, to fruition, I guess? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, when we did meet, it was just Rise Again and Vintage. Mm-hmm. The idea back then was um, it's kind of always been the same idea, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I always just want to do what I love, what I have passion for. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it kind of went into the transition from rise again vintage into just rise again honestly had to do a lot with um also meeting the the homie boeing mm-hmm. so just off, yep. off the gate we yep. shot at him but yep. uh, when we started working together i knew that like when you find that partner that you want to like actually do some shit with and like yeah. you have the same vision mm-hmm. i knew that rise again vintage is like cool but mm-hmm. it's not going to be where i'm going to be selling forever and yeah and you know fast forward we do the archive and stuff but mm-hmm. i think it was just the moment where like i, I was having fun selling vintage yeah. and you know i've always had this idea to start something and kind of like build a community around it yeah. and like a culture so yeah. um you know i did some other stuff but like back in january like i had the idea to like really like start this thing you know mm-hmm. like start something that like i'm proud of and like i have an idea that what i wanted to do with it so it started with doing the the media kind of stuff yeah you know? like so yep. starting the idea you know of doing uh like the podcast of course mm-hmm. and then like doing youtube just stuff i really like you yep. know the idea for the podcast is just kind of like having people on and, um, you know, having them, you know, people come on and speak their platform, you know, speak their, um, ideas and promote themselves. Because a lot of times when you look at like, uh, you know, news pieces and stuff and, you know, shout out to all the the news teams and stuff. But a lot of times when we have people that are like, you know, from the city or just mm-hmm. people on, they get like those fluff pieces, you know, yeah. it's like two to three minutes. They yeah. don't get to tell their story. Yeah. I feel like the podcasting platform is so much different yeah. and it allows you to like really dive in to like the nitty gritty. Yeah. Like, you know, you get to tell your actual story. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what I've kind of done too. Like basically like taking all of these guests and like allowing them to like speak their truth on their plat on this platform. And then like, you know, getting down to the actual who they are how they function and how they speak because like i agree like the a lot of the news stuff like that you see is the same repetitive stuff it's like you get 90 seconds and no that's it it's like it's like like, yo check out this artist look what he's doing okay you don't you guys don't get to know anything about yeah it's like here's his instagram and that's it it's like i don't know like half the time like and again like you know you know i know some people that are in the the news media and stuff Uh and it's like but a lot of times it's like they don't even put it on their website. It's more just like some filler kind of piece yeah. for like the twelve o'clock news or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean, like, and the idea behind the podcast was to change that. Yeah. But the idea of around everything was, and it's kind of coming into, um, you know, kind of full circle now with like the clothes and everything. But I was inspired by like people like Bobby Hundreds and yeah. just the idea of like having a spot where like people could you know talk or listen. And then also like, you know, where, you know, the culture and everything. And that was kind of the idea. So like it started, you know, way back, but it also started this year at the same time, yeah. like creating a culture, creating a brand, setting a vibe, you know, like all those kind of things just yeah. really started happening really quick. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I think that like, you know, Bobby Hundreds is like one of my uh, like huge inspirations, I mm-hmm. think as well. Like 
just the way that like he carries himself and the way that he's crafted the hundreds along with Ben hundreds yeah. as well. Like, you know, the way that you know the hundreds kind of started off as this this brand, this like streetwear culture brand, yeah. and then it slowly just progressed into a multimedia platform, yeah. almost in a sense. I think is like something that I'm very inspired by, and that I wanted to kind of implement into twenty two twenty vision as well. And yeah. that's why, like you know, I started with clothes, and then. You know, slowly, like, I was already into vintage and, like, reselling kind of like yeah. you are and stuff, too. Uh, so then that kind of just quickly flipped over into that. And then kind of the same thing happened with me, too. Like, I've just been kind of adding my media stuff and everything that I do, like, outside. If I don't, like, necessarily want to, like, attach my name yeah. to it, I can just kind of post it onto the page. And then, yeah. you know, it's all kind of just under one entity. But, you know, it all still kind of is me and my vision, yeah, I guess, exactly. in a sense. But, yes. yeah, where do you feel like... Uh, you see Rise Again kind of going within like the next like five years or so. Yeah, I, I try to think about that because I think it's uh -huh. important to like think about like the future of things, but it's also like living in the moment at the same time. Yeah. So like the balance between that's really, you know, like trying to find those things. So I think like right now I'm just having fun. I'm having okay. a lot of fun with what I'm doing. And like, I feel like if you're not having fun, then it's, you got to find like ways to, you know, either try something else or like do something fun. And, being able to open like this creative kind of side like I've always had that like mm -hmm. I feel like but I've never really like op opened that when I was younger like you know I had ideas and stuff I used to like write like um like <laughs> I was big into wrestling so like I yeah. used to write like pay-per-view ideas and yep. like fucking full cards and then like you know back when I was like really young I had the little action figures I put on like full shows and stuff and everything oh my and, like, goodness bro yeah you know, dude. like I remember in third grade like uh -huh. writing a story like you know I just always had like ideas of yeah. like just coming up with stuff and like you know to finally like be able to do stuff like you know writing little articles on like mm -hmm. ideas like I put one up on the site that was like the resurgence of Stussy like yep. shit I'm into that I dude, could actually Stussy has made a hell of a comeback this year hey, yeah. hey bro this year I man, swear dude. like dude there's something about Stussy they've kind of been wasn't it like late 80s Jesus my fucking alarms are going off bro <laughs> but yeah wasn't it like late 80s late that 80s. that was going on yeah man right? so they, they came out from uh, originally like Sean Stussy started in like 1980 something wow and he was uh, doing like the surfer kind of thing and then yeah. like, they went into like the streetwear hip hop culture and stuff but like yeah like being able to like write that stuff like the idea of like a company like that you know staying around like that mm -hmm. that stuff interests me like, yeah you know, so like just be able to like give my opinion on stuff my take and then have people you know read it i always like i had an i you know when i was younger mm -hmm. i was always into um writing and watching media and like yeah. tv and like not the idea of like i like i had the idea of like i wanted to write or be on tv yeah like, that was always like you know the goal and things happen or whatever but uh -huh. i always had the idea of like going to like syracuse and being like a journalist or like, Dude, shit like sick, that. so like yeah now to do it without, you know, I didn't, I didn't go to college so like yeah. to do the idea without the platform and the, the cool part about like social media or like the ability to create your own site and like yeah. be able to do everything. And like, I'm learning along the way, yeah. but like, it's still dope to like have this platform and the ability to do so. But I really see like five years from now, man, mm -hmm. just like, honestly, I really want to, you know, continue building the clothing. I want to continue building the culture and just putting up people that. I think are really, you know, have the, um, the spot to do so, you yeah. know, like really have what they, I can see it, man. Like, you yeah, know, you see people and it's like, you know, even if it's just from here to speaking on Des Moines, 
like you see people like you know like UBT for instance mm-hmm. like they just put out you know Fly and um, 6-4 just put out you know you should have paid for this like yeah. when I hear that I don't hear like oh it's just a Des Moines or a local artist yeah. putting it out I see like yo they put out a solid project that yeah. can go against anyone else's project and I want to help build that for people yeah. I want to help build the community and share those you know same highlights and then I want to build myself too you know? exactly I think like in the past like probably five ten years I feel like it's been such a huge dynamic switch like in this internet generation I feel like with you know obviously like when we were in like high school it was a lot different like for like rappers specifically or like mm-hmm. you know anybody kind of in the media world like it was kind of you know rappers it was more so like you're just posting on SoundCloud yeah. like it was still accessible you know yeah. but I feel like now with everybody being able to create their own website mm-hmm create their own apple music page create their own spotify page you know being able to get your your basically your media in a sense like as a whole onto these different platforms where there is millions of people if not billions of people like on these platforms where you know anybody can listen so like i think that that's like something that's changed so much in these past like probably five years really specifically and like really heavily uh and i think that like you know it's so cool that like now you can see everybody that has had like success like online like i've like i mean tiktok for instance like there's so many kids that you know were able to just set up their phone in their living room do a couple of dances and then like you know create such a wave and such yeah. a following and now like some of them are living in like LA and like billion million dollar houses and stuff like that so you know it's it's crazy how this internet age has kind of just boomed I guess in a sense I don't know yeah. it's it's crazy how everything's kind of come together it really is and it's dope to see like I'm such a big fan of like the self-entrepreneur and like mm-hmm. people that um that are like you know kind of doing their own thing and like just killing it and you see like TikTok and a platform like that, or you see mm-hmm. Instagram and like the influencer age that we're in mm-hmm. right now. Like it's it's just interesting to me to see like people, you know, can do it themselves. Like if yeah. they have the idea and they have the mindset to like go out and like kill it, like you can do it. You yeah. can really build your self brand. Like mm-hmm. that, you know? Yeah, and I think like dude, like something that like I think of is like you know you don't have to have a million followers. Like you know if you have like even like 300 or 400 or even a thousand people that support you just dedicated and like if they're like gonna buy like a piece of art that i create right off rip like no questions asked i just post something on instagram and then i have like 400 sales that can like make or break an artist and like make it so that i don't have to work as hard so like you know if you have even like a solid like couple of people that just really mess with your stuff dude like it, it doesn't take a, a vill- like it doesn't take the whole country or yeah. the whole world to like fund you it takes a small village that's really. what like i um i think it's an important thing is like people mm-hmm. look at like you look at the followers of like people who have like 20k followers 30k mm-hmm. followers like that's awesome man that's yeah. awesome that you built that but at the same time you want to look at it in a business standpoint like yep. How many, what's your post interaction? How many yeah. people, I'd rather have 200 people that fuck with me and like mm-hmm. just straight, like always are like, you know, into my stuff yep. versus like the 20K followers. Like it's cool on the stats, mm-hmm. you know, like, but sometimes it's cool like to, you know, just see that fan base. And like mm-hmm. for me, when I, um, when I did like the, the vintage, so, like I, I produced like vintage content for YouTube. Yeah. Right? 
I started doing this series called the Vintage Battle. Yeah. Like, I had this idea where, you know, it just wasn't really done. Like, especially with vintage content, everyone does, like, the resale kind of thing. Yep, so, I was like, yep. okay, how can I do it differently? And so, started the Vintage Battle back in, like, March because we didn't have uh, March Madness. So, yeah. I was like, yo, let's do a tournament. Dude, yeah, that was so sick. And so, bro. we did all that. And there's people that, like, are really down and, like, really yeah. like, into that kind of stuff. And, like, will vote every single thing. Give, like, their full breakdowns and everything. Yeah. And, like, it's it's dope to see and like and then you see other people that are like you know really just out there like you know supporting each other yeah and i think that's a beautiful thing man just like support each other you yeah know? there's something about it bro and like i feel like you know that thrift i'm good brother i'm good yeah i think like that thrifted scene too is like it's such a different world in and of its own and i feel like i kind of wanted to ask you i guess about that yeah. too like where uh when do you feel like you like started thrifting like how did that kind of all come about and stuff yeah you? so it started honestly like a long time ago uh -huh. which is like i was funny enough i was just talking with my mom about it yeah so when we were younger you know like we didn't have much money and uh -huh. stuff so we had to make it work and so we'd go to thrift stores a uh -huh. lot and my mom was always thrifty too like yeah. she's the og thrift god man i always Dude, say I that swear, but shout out to all the moms out yes, there but like sir, yes sir. Uh, but she we would go we'd go a lot and there was a lot more thrift stores back in the morning mm -hmm. back then so like we'd go hit places back then you know i was a kid mm -hmm. so like i was looking for toys i was looking yep. for but i was looking for clothes too <laughs> and then fast forward a little bit into you know my teenage years and stuff same thing we don't have much money yeah um you know we're trying to make it you know ends meet and stuff so we would go thrifting a lot and I would find like Nike windbreakers yeah. or like, you know, you'd find honestly a lot more stuff back then, but Dude, I so much more. I was then. always into the nineties, like culture, the, the clothing, um, just mm -hmm. everything about it. So, and the idea that like I could have stuff that no one else really had, like yeah. we were in the, and I still rocked it a lot, but we were in like that zoomies era or that the streetwear era where yep. like diamond, you know, crooks and castles, yep. um, the hundreds, you yep. know, like all these, all these brands that like you'd go to school and like you'd be rocking it thinking you're fresh and yeah. then, like you see like three other people with it like i started to get annoyed with that that's like i was saying. into fashion so yep. i always liked looking good so i was if i could wear that you know like and wear something from the thrift store then i thought i was dope now yeah. other people may you know they had a different opinion back dude, then. dude it's so crazy how the thrifting scene has changed yeah. in the past 10 years like specifically i feel like even in like the last like 20 so like yeah early 2000s like it definitely like wasn't oh. much of a thing but nowadays it's like i see like people on like the west side and like in the burbs yeah. going like daily yeah and it's like wow bro like this is not what it was it's so weird it's like it's in yeah. now like it's like a trend yeah. now to like buy older t-shirts and like to have that like worn in look and i feel like I don't know, there's, like, something, like, beautiful about the way that I look at, like, these garments that I come across yeah. at their store. Like, I feel like, you know, when I really, like, take the time to, like, really think about it, I'm like, yo, like, this is, like, somebody else's shirt yeah. that's, like, had this life in this shirt, and then now it's in my possession. Yeah. So it's, like, and, like, you can, like, kind of think about it, like, was the person that had it before me were they the only owner or was yeah. it like somebody else's it's like thing multiple before? things it's yeah really it's kind of it's crazy to think about like how garments can kind of kind of almost tell their own story in a sense and then the other thing i always have liked about vintage mm -hmm. is just like the um the preservation of it you know what i mean yeah like to the idea of like not creating like like yeah i create clothing but at the same time like i'm saving a bunch and like mm -hmm. trying to keep it that way as well because 
like obviously we're <laughs> we're in the a part where we're trying to save the planet yeah. and everything, you know, like that's always been the the you know, one of the missions and stuff. So mm-hmm. um it helps so much, like, you know, reducing your carbon footprint yep. is such an idea and exactly. vintage is just a part of that, man. I think it's awesome that people, like you said, teenagers are out doing their thing and yeah. I do see it a lot more, man. I see like and it's dope to see. Like yeah. I see like fifteen year olds yeah, like out dude. there like and like I wouldn't like when I was fifteen, I was the only person in the yep, thrift store that would go to high school, and they'd be like, "Oh, you got that from the DAV." Now yeah. it's like, "Oh, you got that from yeah. the DAV." You know it's like, I mean? "Oh, where'd you find that?" Yeah. Join that. yeah, like I feel like it's such like a hot topic right yeah. now. It's so crazy, like how that whole scene has changed. I feel like it almost like, I mean, I respect it. Obviously, I I respect the thrift game, yeah. but it's like at the same time, it's like Ugh, I don't want you guys like here, bro. Like this is my store, bro. Like this is like my hidden gems yeah. where I find like these different things and like now it's like so hard to find oh, stuff like dude I feel like until like last year probably or like this year even I feel like every time that I would go to the thrift store I would find at least something yeah. that was good nowadays like last week bro like I went like for the first time ever I went into two different stores and spent like 30 minutes. I couldn't find anything. Yeah, it's tough. Anything. It's so crazy to think that like now it's a hit or miss. And that's what's like funny because like, so then fast forward to like 20, I want to say it'd be like 2015. So there Uh was a point in time where when I started to get some money that I stopped for a little bit. I was in the thrift stores, but just not as much, you know what I mean? Like, but then I start going again and... I start seeing like um, you know a couple pieces. I'm like, oh, that's dope. Uh-huh. And then I would flip it to homies, not even for that much. Yeah. Like I'd be like, hey, like oh, they'd be like that. You know that piece is dope. But like, go oh, here, like ten bucks. Like, yeah, I, don't care, uh-huh. bro. I got it for a dollar. Like, yeah, exactly. And then you start to see the boom of like the round twos and like all that kind of stuff. And um, at this point, I was reselling sneakers. Like uh-huh. I was really into sneakers. I had a big collection, but I would resell too. And I just wasn't really about the sneaker game, man. Yeah. Like, I still enjoy sneakers, but not yep. the, the resale part of it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I want to do my own thing. What else can I do? And then the round two stuff yep. started happening. And um, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to start my vintage, man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start doing that and, you know, build it from there. But it's funny because, like, Bowie, uh-huh. um, Austin, 515 Vintage, shout out to him. Yep. Um, Layton. Like, mm-hmm. those are kind of the few people that were out here doing what we yeah. were doing. And now there's, like... You know, like we hosted a flea market last year uh-huh. and there was like 30 people from Iowa Dude, doing yeah. their thing selling vintage. Like, it is it is crazy how much it's boomed. Yeah. And I feel like with like platforms like Depop, yeah. eBay, Facebook Marketplace and all these like different places and platforms that you can now sell like your stuff that's like used. Yeah. I think it's like it's a game changer. No, it is. And I feel like, you know... I remember, like, back in, like, 2017, like, when I met you and, like, Bowie and stuff, like, you guys were, like, one of the only, like, thrift pages that, like, I knew of. Like, I had started mine, like, that summer prior to meeting you guys, and, like, I was like, yeah, there just isn't, like, a ton of people out here doing this, and then, like, after that, I saw, like, a bunch of my homies kind of doing the same thing, like, with with their closets, even, like, you know, just, like, making an Instagram for your closet, and then just selling your stuff off, and then, like, I was introduced to Depop, like, right after that. And I was like, oh, shit, like, this is a solid platform where I can just sell my stuff and it, like, looks exactly like my Instagram and it's, like, it's very familiar. And not only that, like, I can buy my own stuff. I can, like, outsource other products and stuff. And, yeah, it's crazy, like, how the game has just changed. It's just changed so much. And it's cool to see. And I I Uh can't wait, like, 
And it's also like from a seller's standpoint, it's adapting to it too. Yeah. Because if you're not finding like, you know, like you said, like I used to be able to find like every single thrift store I go to, I'd find at least one item. Uh-huh. And now like I'll visit five and not find anything. Yeah. And so now it's adapting to, you know, either local meetups with people yeah. like trying to source it that way. Uh, online steel sourcing which is still yep. becoming harder and like yep. just trying to find the way to flip and still be able to curate the selection that you yeah. want because I don't want to grab everything which is a way to make money I know people that do yeah. that but like I'm more into the curation and like the art of it yeah. so like I want to grab certain things and have mm-hmm. the idea of like this is like my curation yeah. and this is like now Bowie and I's creation with the art yeah. and stuff so I feel like there's something about like thrifting that like and, like, if I find something that I really enjoy with, like, this thrifting clothes and then, like, selling them, kind of that that idea, basically, like, I feel like I'm never losing money. Yeah. I feel like it's always, like, a profit. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, obviously, like, you're finding something for pennies on the yeah. dollar. And then, obviously, like, you're flipping it for even, like, five, ten dollars or yeah. whatever the case may be. But I feel like... Now it's like I can wear whatever I find in the thrift store for a while and then like once I'm kind of tired of it I can sell it for more than what I paid for it. So like I feel like that idea I don't know if a lot of people like know it specifically but I feel like that like puts my mind at ease when I'm wearing something because I'm like oh yeah, I can just like beat these up and then, or That's, beat up this t-shirt yeah. and then like I can sell it for what I paid for it or like even thrift it back because yeah. like, now I've got my wear out of it. Exactly. So, but like, how do you feel like that idea, like how do you feel like you can separate yourself from like these garments that you've had and like, uh, and how do you like, how are you able to basically split up your like personal collection of stuff and stuff that you're willing to sell I guess yeah so and it, it's it's a difficult thing mm-hmm. you know especially because like you know I'm a bigger guy mm-hmm. so a lot of times you know there's people that are like oh why don't you have a bigger size I'm like because it's in the closet yeah like, you know what I mean? like uh-huh. so trying to figure out that stuff but funny enough like I just made kind of this decision uh-huh over the past couple months back in like June I yeah. had the idea of like I was just looking at my closet obviously we have like the COVID shit going yeah. on and all that stuff I just wasn't wearing anything yeah you know what I mean? like I just wasn't wearing anything like, uh-huh. there was no going out yeah there was no like this like I had two thousand dollars worth of t-shirts in my closet and so i made the idea and i just did it and i ended up selling probably i always kept a small rotation on me Uh so like i ended up selling about 30 t-shirts which is a small rotation compared to some other people i know that to their average person like what the fuck but Uh like so i sold 30 t-shirts and Uh i was able to pay rent for two months because of the the t-shirts and stuff but i had this idea where it was kind of like at the time before separating mm-hmm. this up, I was having a difficult time. Like I'd have heat in my closet, yeah. but then like, I feel like I'd have some, some okay stuff sometimes in the, in the, you know, for the shop. So uh-huh. the idea of like just moving both. And then now I'm really into, um, like I still rock vintage, but it's cheaper vintage. That's yeah. the idea that I had pushed the expensive vintage, like the more like, you know, fire pieces for the shop because yep. I want people to wear it. Mm-hmm. And then also like, it's just better for business too. Yeah. And then keep kind of like some dope things that mean something to me. Like right now I have like, uh, what do I got? Like a, a Goldberg piece, which Goldberg and wrestling Oof. tees aren't 
as expensive as some of these other ones. That kind of surprises me. No one fucks with Goldberg. It's a whole thing. That's crazy. It's so weird. I feel like I love Goldberg. Goldberg was awesome, man. Like, I don't know why. Dude, I still find myself watching his WCW matches. Like, the ones, like, against, like, Hulk Hogan. It was just so quick. like, the championship, bro. Like, there's... He went on, like, a... We could talk wrestling for hours. Dude, I swear. He had, like, a whole, like, uh, you know, the streak going and stuff. But, Uh like, I have, like, that t-shirt that's only worth, like... 30 bucks. I'll, I'll show it to that's you afterwards. It, that's like, crazy, bro. But then I had like a Bret Hart t-shirt that was all reprint worth like 300 and like I moved that really? instead because it's just, I'm at the point where like I want to be successful and I want to invest in myself. Yeah. And so if I can, you know, personal is cool and like I can make a fit out of anything. Yeah. So like if I can have a $20 tee and you know, make that a fit versus, and then give somebody like that dope $100 mm-hmm. tee grail, like, yeah. And there it is. And we still have affordable prices too. So exactly. like put it, you know, put it in both. But back then when it was the personal, it was a little tough. Yeah. Right? Because it's hard to like, you know, separate the two. Yeah. But now I'm having a little bit better and easier time. Yeah. It, so. I feel like that's kind of the same boat that I'm in now. I feel like I'm always like trying to be aware and be cognizant of what exactly I'm bringing into my closet mm-hmm. or like, you know, buying or whatever. Like, I feel like lately I've been like diving into a lot of old media. Like, it's been like I've recently like I found like my old iPod Touch. I was like, holy shit! Like I haven't yeah. used this in so long, uh, and it still has like the old like iOS on it too. Oh, and I'm like kind of keeping it yeah. like vintage almost in a sense. So it's kind of cool to like see how like Apple Music and stuff is kind of changing yeah. the game and everything. But uh, and then like. I've uh, been diving into, like, the PlayStation Portables. Uh, I want to, like, outsource a PS2 and a uh, GameCube eventually. That's, like, the grail that I got to get. Oh, dude, you do, dude. (laughs) Yeah, I swear. Like, that's my ultimate goal, just to have the PS2 and, like, all the games and, like, a couple of the games that, like, I didn't play growing up as well. Like, that's kind of the dream. And I feel like with that, too, like, I don't know, there's, there's something about, like, the old vintage style that is just like very aesthetically pleasing to me and i don't know what it is so the reason that i've found Mm -hmm. of why it's you know to us and like to other people Uh is because you get and you reach a point in your life where Mm -hmm. new stuff becomes a little bit less like exciting sometimes not all the time but sometimes Uh And you become more thirsty for, like, nostalgic things. Yeah. You become more thirsty for, you know, we live in such a time right now, you know, we're in our early 20s and we're doing, yeah. you know, life's changing and yeah. stuff that we become more nostalgic for the times where, where shit was simple, where uh-huh. you could just play a video game and be chilling at home with the friends, you know, like, mm-hmm. eating some Doritos or something, yeah, you know what I mean? Dude, like, yeah. So, I think that's the reason why, like, I, I have fallen more into, like, yeah, like, looking after like old tapes I used to Uh listen to or old CDs or you know just music from my past and you know clothing like uh, TV shows that I watch now like I'm rewatching Friends for like the 500th time just because it's like like it's what I like you know what I mean like new shows everyone keeps recommending new shows I'm like bro but I feel like I'm kind of in the same boat bro like (laughs) there's something about that familiarity like that I just really love and like you know when I find something like an old like film camera mm-hmm. or like it could be really anything that's like older i feel like i get so much more enjoyment yeah. out of it like i feel like nowadays like i don't know i feel like i've almost been so stingy and like like with what you were saying about like shoes and like the shoe game and stuff like that mm-hmm. right now like i don't know i'm kind of hit or miss on it too but yeah. like i feel like in high school 
I was so big into shoes. Like, yeah. I was, like, you know, buying Jordans and, you know, like, always trying to get the newest and hottest thing. But now I'm just, like, I have mainly, like, Converse, yeah. Vans, and a couple of staples, like the Air Force Ones and stuff like yeah. that. But it's, like, other than that, bro, like, I don't know what else I'd need, you know? Like, and I feel like I can... I can still appreciate the art of yeah. the shoe. But like I, I love like the stuff that like you know Virgil's putting out yeah, right now. A yeah. lot of it's super dope and like uh, I really like like the Sakai. Uh, yeah. A no, they're uh, Nike. The waffles. Yeah, the yeah, waffles yeah. like the LTD joints or whatever. Yeah. Those were super fire. But I'm like paying like six hundred dollars for like a yeah. waffle joint yeah. that's like maybe a hundred yeah. like retail just i'm just like yeah i was yeah. just like uh, like that didn't do it for me bro it's like, changing man. yeah my vision on and like my outlook on a lot of stuff has changed over the past year and uh -huh. i think that's i think that's just growth i yep. think that's you know vision on what what you want in life and stuff yeah and like i used to man when i turned 18 i worked at wells fargo uh -huh. i was working a corporate job and yep. i got money that i had never had seen yeah. before uh -huh. i was getting money like yep. you know what i mean like i was doing well and so I had my own place, you know, and everything. But, like, mm -hmm. I started buying shoes. Like, yeah. shoes that I never got when I was younger. And then uh -huh. also all these collabs that, like, have just started recently coming out and everything. So, like, yep. I started buying everything. And there was a point where it was funny because, like like I said, I've lived here twice. Uh -huh. I've lived here. So you see that closet that's yep. right there? Yep. It was all shoes before. Damn. And I just looked at it, same thing. I was like, bro, like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, yeah. I need a, and it goes back to something that, like, I'm just so important on is uh -huh. investing in yourself. Yeah. Would you rather spend $600 on a pair of shoes when you're walking? Uh -huh. Or would you rather, you know, invest in, you know, a new camera lens or a new yep. this and that? Like, uh -huh. whatever it is that you're, like, wanting to do in life, mm -hmm. like, I'd rather put the money towards that. And, like, that's where I'm kind of heading now. Yeah. It's like, I can rock and still look fly, and like now, man, like I have some black skinnies on, uh -huh. bro, and like my own shit, exactly. You know I mean? like, so like, it's just rocking stuff, and like that's literally right there is like yep. all the shoes I have in my Dude, collection, that's what I'm saying, and like that's bro. all you need, yeah. Like, you know, like, I feel like once you have like you know a solid rotation of yeah. shoes, bro, it's like okay, this is what I like wearing, and obviously like this is what I'm gravitating yeah. towards, so like. Why do I need all these other shoes? Like, I mean, I get it. Like, you always want to, like, you know, break out yeah. another, like, solid shoe, like, once in a while. But it's, like, that once in a while yeah. doesn't equate to, like, the realness of what it means to, like, you know, really wear your stuff. Yeah. And, like, you know, I don't know. It's it's crazy, like, how that happens. And I feel like in Des Moines, I see it so much. And, like, there's such, like, an ironic thing where, like, I'll see somebody that's, like, on Snapchat, let's say for instance, yeah. right, and then they'll they'll post like a picture of like their shoe collection or something like that. They got like thousand dollar shoes or like five hundred dollar shoes and stuff like that. And then in the next Snapchat on their story, they're asking like, "Yo, can somebody give me a ride to yeah. somewhere?" And I'm like, I'm "Like, bro, like your priorities, yeah. bro, like just." It doesn't seem like you're you're on the right path there. Like, and it's like yeah. trying to figure. I I get it. Like I was a kid once too. Yeah, you know, yeah. and like that that was like what you're into. But it's yeah. like you know there has to be like this sense of like where you have to like put your reality into check. I guess in a sense. And like if you're going from posting ten thousand dollars worth of shoes yeah. to then asking for, for a car ride yeah. the next snap, it's like. It's like, bro, like, are you not, like, realizing, like, and what, that's what's the, going on here or no? And that's kind of the major thing that, uh -huh. like, I'm, like I said, I'm starting to do and everything. But, like, the main thing is 
you one have to get like your priorities right you know? uh-huh. like we're all growing up man there's a lot of stuff going on yeah um but like for me like now like this you know like i rent this apartment which uh-huh. is awesome and everything yeah. but it's just to have like yeah like your priorities right like and just trying to like invest in certain things and yeah. not as much in the other like for me like you know, I like cars, but I've never been into like I'm not a car guy. Yeah, you know, if, you might, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So exactly. like for me, if it stops, starts, and goes, and I can go on a trip in it, I'm good. Exactly. Like I got a fucking bro. I'm whipping a minivan right now, dude. Yeah, bro. Well, first of all, uh-huh. like you know, it, it's good for storage and everything. Yep. But like, bro, I got I got this one for for what like 50 bucks because i just had to pay like the you know like whatever Uh last car i got was an 03 malibu that i had for six years that i got for 250 dollars from uh my dad's neighbor wow like if i could do that and like you know like and the car payment's awesome and everything but if i can put that car payment money back to investing myself so when i reach that point yeah i get the car that i want and everything which i'm a simple guy you know what i really want is i want a like a really nice like like just a, a mid compact SUV, like a uh-huh. Nissan Rogue or something. Yeah, like that's yeah, all yeah. I want in life. Dude, like, I feel like I don't know. There's something about like the car scene too that is so like reminiscent of like the sneaker game. Yeah, and, like, a lot of the streetwear culture. Flex, yeah, it's like I think a lot of like what we see in America is like people spending money that they don't have to buy things that they don't need, and it's like you're. It's almost like this sense of like keeping up with the Joneses, yeah. and it's like this false sense of flexing and it's like bro like i would much rather be so like humble in the things that i wear to the things that like i just enjoy having but it's like i can afford them like i feel like i live by this mentality of like if i can't buy this item by like two or three times Mm -hmm. i can't afford it so it's like if i'm breaking the bank to buy one item it's like why am i doing this like yeah, I'm, I'm to the point, like, and, you know, like you said, I grew up, like, I watched my mom, you know, struggle, man. Like, it, uh-huh. was, it was me and my sister at first, and yep. we had two younger siblings and everything, and when I watched her, like, you know, like, we, bro, like, we went to, like, you know, food banks and, uh-huh. like, things like that, and, like, you know, a bunch of other things, and, like, we lived in rooms and this mm-hmm. and that, so, like, my idea of, um, you know, wanting success is mm-hmm. not only, like, success in, like, what I'm happy about, but also, like, their survival of like, bro, I just want a roof over my head. Yep. I want, you know, I want to be comfortable. I don't want to live paycheck by che- uh, paycheck. Yep. And mm-hmm. I want to be happy with what I'm doing. Yep. There's like two things in life that like I really just want. Like, yep. And, you know, the idea of getting to that is at first you have to make some sacrifices. You know, like you said, like we're, a lot of our friends are like, you know, they have super nice whips and like they have this and that which is awesome and like i i you know i'm really happy for them Uh and everything but at the same time it's like you know i really want to become self-sustainable and like what i'm doing you know like i want my own place i want this and that yeah some sacrifices you have to make like i may drive not as nice of a whip but like Uh i'm happy that i have this yeah this is like something and i feel like i feel like des moines is like such a a great place to like be as well because i feel like you know, if you're in a place like California mm. or, you know, uh, like New York or whatever yeah. the case may be, like a lot of people in like those different cities, their priorities are definitely a lot different than like what we see in the Midwest. Yeah. I feel like, you know, like the Midwest, like you obviously see like a lot of trucks, like the nicest car that I really see like on the regular is like a Tesla. Yeah. So it's like, but like for me, I'm just like, you know, I can respect like if that's what you want to do with your money. Yeah. Go ahead, by all means, 
but I think that I often like equate it to my life and I'm like I would never do something yeah. like that I would never buy like a $70,000 car because yeah. it's like a car in and of itself is like such a depreciating asset yeah. to where I could spend $70,000 on this car but I'm never gonna get that return exactly. on investment unless if it's like the new like Ford Bronco, yeah. maybe you'll get like half your money yeah. back, but it's like once you leave the lot, you never get the full value. Yeah, that you pay. it's and like, that's what I've always been on. Yeah, man. and it's, it's like, like, bro, like, why wouldn't you just like get a car, that same car, but like four years old? Yeah, to where it's like you know you can buy one that's like from twenty sixteen. Exactly, that's like half the price. Yeah, even half the price, then you're probably at least gonna get like, if maybe like obviously like if the, if the car is like seventy grand. By like four years later, you could probably get it for like thirty five or so, and then you could probably sell it when you're done yeah. for like twenty to maybe sixteen exactly. or so. Like and I think that's the, and it goes back to like what you're saying, like uh-huh. the idea of like, you know, people the the flex the you know mm-hmm. people wanting to have that elite status and yeah. stuff, and like I think it's I think it's something that like personally like I just don't want. Like, yeah, you know what I mean, like I'm trying to become more minimalistic and like. As far as material possessions go, I want to make myself happy with, like, things I have. So, like, you know, I don't want to be stressing over. And right now, like, I'm I'm on the road to, like, trying to accomplish my dreams. You know what I mean? So, like, I have dreams and I have goals and, like, I don't want to... Like I work part time at Target right now. Yep. You guys are on the south side. Come visit Dude, me. I'm in the back of the Target's chill, man. I I work there, mm-hmm. but I also they because I work there it gives me flexibility to do the other things I like. Yep. But like, I'm at the point where I'm trying to you know continue my growth and continue you know myself going into like whatever it is that I want to do. Yeah. And so I don't want like a bunch of things bills to hold me back. Yeah. So I'm trying to be like I've canceled streaming platforms that I never yeah. use them. Like you got to be smart with some of yeah. that stuff. Like mm-hmm. what are you spending money on that you don't really need? Exactly. Like, for me, I canceled like a bunch of streaming platforms that like I'd probably watch once in a while. Like I had um. What was it? Funimation? Which, like, yeah. I like anime and shit, uh-huh. but, like, you know how it's long... Like, it takes a long time to watch dude, an anime, yeah. bro. Like, well, there's, like, like bro, eight fight scenes in one yep. episode. Like, yeah, dude. And I feel like I'm, like, so... I feel like my mind doesn't work where, like, I can be on all these different platforms. Yeah. And, like, because I, I want to watch one show at one time. Yeah. Go all the way through it. Like, I'm, like, going through, like, How to Get Away with Murder right yeah. now. That's I've watched, like, a, the solid, like first like three seasons mm-hmm. like prior to this and then i wanted to revisit it and then like finish it all the way through because i think they just got done with it yeah so like but it's like i'm not watching like really anything else and if, unless if it's like live tv like i'm like a big like reality show guy yeah. so like, i'll kind of keep up with that as it kind of goes mm-hmm. but other than that but like i'm not trying to like mix a bunch of stories around so like i don't see the need yeah. to like have a bunch of different streaming services exactly. at one time. I do have like mostly all of them, but it's like, you know, I get the sentiment from where you're at though. It's yeah. like, I could always just like, you know, buy this streaming service until I finish this one show, cancel it, and then go to this other streaming service that has the show that I want to yeah. watch, you know? And then like, that way you're not having to spend like unnecessary money because yeah. like, if you're not then- using Hulu one month, and you're using Netflix that month, like, why not just switch back and forth? And it's also, you know, another thing is, like, and it's just, I guess it's the thriftiness in me, uh-huh. I don't know, but it's, like, you know, we all got homies and shit, like, say, like, 
like for me, like with my sister, right? Uh-huh. Like I, I pay for Disney Plus and then yep. she pays for the HBO Max. Like yep. we get it that way. Yep. And like if you guys got friends out there, man, like do it that way. But yeah. it just goes back to like I look at it and I try to see like, okay, what do I have that I can get rid of because yep. I'm trying to again invest in myself, put it towards something else that like I can like build myself yeah. and my brand with. So. I think like it, it'll be interesting to see like things like DirecTV and, like, Dish Network. And, like, I think, like, TV is, like, so dead now. Yeah. It's, like, if you're not on this wave of, like, trying to get all of your stuff onto a streaming platform, yeah. your your business is probably going to die. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's crazy to kind of say satellite that. Satellite TV is, like, 200 a month. Like, my yeah. father still pays for satellite. I don't get why. Yeah. The only reason why, he doesn't have, like, great internet, but I keep uh-huh. telling him, like, bro, you can find some stuff on there. But, like... $200 a month for, you know, just satellite when you can get, like, Sling TV and still be able to Dude, watch ESPN yeah. for 20 bucks or whatever. Like, that's what I'm saying, yeah, bro. Like, it, it, just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense no. to me, but it's like, hey, I feel like DirecTV, like, the only thing that they, like, still have that I know for sure will be cycled out in the future is, like, the NFL Sunday ticket yeah. and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, like, that's, yeah. like, their last leg. And I don't condone, like, you know, I don't yeah. condone this shit. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, like, <laughs> this is, like, a disclaimer and uh-huh. shit. It is illegal. Yeah. But, uh, y'all, check out Crack Streams. Dude, Fucking yeah. clutch. I watch every single UFC event through it. Dude, NFL yeah, games, bro. NBA, they have it, like, I be hearing it all the time. I hear bro, it all the time. It's clutch. Bro. The only thing is that, like, when you click on it, it will be, uh-huh. like, a little pop-up ad. So I don't use it on my work laptop because yep. I try to get virus. Yep. But my phone... So like I'll it's click like, on it and like as well, yeah bro. so I click on it and it's like do a pop up and you exit out and like bro like every single UFC I watch uh, McGregor's comeback yep like, fucking bunch of other boxing matches dude like, do they have like WWE stuff on there too they don't that's the only thing I like kind of sucks and that yeah sucks. and so WWE Network I actually just canceled that which is like yeah because I watch the pay per views and stuff but uh-huh. like the product isn't as good and we go back to yeah. talking wrestling but like I could talk for hours about yeah. it but I started getting into that other thing the AEW thing yeah that's actually pretty good it's like reminds me of the old like WC uh, you know WCW versus uh-huh. WWE thing but like it's um you know just shit like that like yeah. just find stuff that like you know you can maybe cut in or do without if you're really about trying to like move up to the next level I would level. agree I would yeah. agree one hundred percent do you feel like uh like kind of piggybacking off of like you know viewing like your situation now how do you feel like your like 15 year old self or like 13 year old self like view you now (laughs) dude i tell people a lot and like Uh i don't really talk about it so it's kind of nice to like have a platform to talk about because i'm always like i've never been interviewed so like it's kind of cool and shit Uh but man when i was 15 like i was a i was a dumb kid man Uh i did a lot of stuff that I was, you know, myself now wouldn't be proud of, like, you know, back when I was 15, like, I did a, you know, I skipped school a lot, uh-huh. I, I fucking drank, I smoked, like, all yep. this other shit, like, mm-hmm. if people know me now, like, I don't drink, and, yep. like, so people kind of always wonder that, yeah. and they're like, oh, you're so young, like, when did this happen, because like, mm-hmm. I, I did a lot of stuff that, like, a t- you know, people in their 20s would mm-hmm. do in high school, mm-hmm. so, like, I look at myself now, and I've just... You know, if I had something to look at myself now, I'd be I'd be proud of myself. Yeah, man. and I am, man. Yep. Like when I look at my life, you know, within the past like decade or whatever, and like what I've done, like and what I've accomplished, like I feel like I've done a lot, and there's still more mm-hmm. to accomplish. But that 15 year old self, man, like I didn't know where I was going. I didn't yeah. know what I was doing. Like I didn't even think like like I had the idea of like going to school and stuff, uh-huh. but like I never was at school to begin uh-huh. with. Like 
like I went to East freshman year, you know, and then I went to North afterwards, mm-hmm. right? But like I was never really there, <laughs> so yeah. like you know, like mm-hmm. it was my residence of yeah. school, but like I was just out doing dumb shit, man. Yeah. And, like to look at myself and like where I've been able to take that, yeah. Like I'm just I'm very proud, man. Yeah. Like, Do you feel like that's success to you? Yeah. I feel like that. I feel like that's something that I've been trying to toy with as well, because like you know, obviously like when you're going through school and stuff like that. And, like, when you're young, like, you're a teenager, you're kind of, like, you kind of equate success to specifically money and this mm-hmm. monetary value. But I feel like now, like, looking at my life, I feel like, you know, compared to, like, my 15-year-old self, like, I'm a lot more successful yeah. now. Like, and, like, I feel like, I feel like my idea of success now comes a lot more from, like, experience and, you know, living comfortably mm-hmm. versus, like, you know having millions of dollars i feel like you know that money comes and goes and i feel like you know that to me just like isn't success necessarily i think success and i've always like felt this is Mm -hmm. i feel like success is built more on i always wanted to leave a legacy Mm -hmm. and that's still what i want to leave you see some of the people you know our greats that have passed like kobe or like things like that like what did they leave us? They left us, you know, not only like just stats and like, yeah, shit, like they made a lot of money Uh and stuff, but they left us with wisdom, Uh with words, with, you know, just a legacy. And that's Uh what I've always wanted to build. You know, uh, success isn't really built on monetary value. I think it's built with what you can leave, you know, our people with our, you know, Mm -hmm. just our generation. Yeah. What can you leave for the next generation? Yeah. And that's what's always been big for me. And like, that's why I've always wanted to get into like giving back to the youth and stuff because you look at like, you know, uh, you know, kids situations and Uh they don't really, there's not a lot that they can do about it. You know, like a kid can, if their family's broke, the kid can't really go and get a nine to five and like be like, Hey, I can't go to fifth grade today because I gotta go work this class. Like they don't have that opportunity. So I want, that's another thing, like, it's just giving back to the, you know, community. That's what I think success yeah. is built on. Yeah, and I think, like, you know, having, like, your story, like, being able to, like, transcend through time, I think is something that's, like, so yeah. important, too, that I feel like I can equate with success and stuff. So, like, you know, I feel like with everything that I do, like, currently now, I feel like I want, like, if it's anything, like, art-related or whatever, or, like, a podcast or whatever, mm-hmm. the case may be, like, I'll get, like, a random text from, like, one of my homies or whatever, they'll say like hey bro like i just wanted to say like i loved your podcast today or i loved your photo or whatever and it like really spoke to me and i was like bro like that that's the main reason why i do that and i feel like that to me is like validation almost in a sense to the to the point where like i know that i'm doing the right thing and so like i feel like with that i feel like comes the success of it you know like i'm not making like money off of the podcast by any means but it's like you know, I feel like I'm making something much greater than money could yeah. ever bring me. And that's, like, genuine interaction with, like, people that, like, I've known or, like, don't know. And, like, even, like, seeing, like, some of the analytics where, like, people are playing it in, like, other countries yeah. and stuff. It's, like, bro, like, how does this that's happen? Just wild yeah, it, it's yeah. crazy, bro. But it's, like, you know... I, I feel like when I was, like, going to college, like, at the beginning of my college experience, yeah. like, I was wanting to be, like, a teacher, mm-hmm. and, you know, this idea of, like, being a teacher, you know, is so important, and I feel like we need them, and we need, like, so many, like, diversity in the teaching world, yeah. but I feel like teaching, almost in a sense, can be kind of limited to your own classroom. Yeah. 
But like, say if I hop on a podcast, now the entire yeah. world could be my classroom. Facts. And like, I think that that's kind of given me some ease and it's kind of switched my pathway of life to where now I feel like I can do other things. Yeah. And like, specifically like honing in on art or whatever the case may be, because I feel like I know now that like with this internet stuff, my platform can be so much greater than yeah. like what a teacher can be. Obviously, like a teacher, like there's so much like face to face interaction, mm-hmm. but I feel like now with the internet, bro, like bro. and like with this COVID stuff yeah. too, like it, it's I'm kind of on the same level yeah. as these teachers right, right. now. So yeah, everyone's you know? still doing the Zoom yeah. classes. Yeah, so. yeah, dude, like it, it's crazy to kind of yeah. think about all that. It's it's wild, man. And like the thing that I look at, and like you're definitely right, is the the platform and like what we have now to uh-huh. like give people the ideas to be able to do stuff. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, there's mentorships, there's like a bunch of things you can get into that like you can still like face to face, like teach somebody, yeah. but the audio platform, what are kids on mostly these days? They're either listening to something, they're swiping through something. So like to be able to give that, and like not even kids, just adults, anybody, like we're so like swiping through Instagram yeah. kind of thing. So yeah. like if people can like see that and then tap into you know one of your podcasts and like you know people listen and yep. they gain something and that's you know on my podcast that's the same thing like yeah. i just want if i can change one person's life with like mm-hmm. just an, an idea or an inspiration for not only myself but from the guests yeah. as well like that's all i hope for exactly exactly i would agree 100 percent uh tell me about like i'm trying to see what I, we kind of gone over a lot of my questions i feel like uh do you feel like there's like any artistic medium or like business entity that like you've yet to tap into that you want to tap into? For sure. I think clothing was uh-huh. the, definitely the one. Yeah, because I know you've recently gotten into creating yeah, your own clothes. So like, do you think there's any other things there as is, well? There is. I, I actually have always been into... Um, like, I've always wanted to get into acting. Yeah. Like, that's actually something mm-hmm. that like I really want to get into. Yep. And I've always been into comedy and uh-huh. I've always been into like, you know, sitcoms and like all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So like, I think that's kind of the next thing, direct, uh-huh. directing also, yep. like kind of in those, you know, kind of senses. And um, not only that, but then also just like, you know, perfecting my craft more. Yep. Like, you know, there's, there's things within video editing I'm not like amazing at. There's uh-huh. you know, things like that that like I really want to like get my you know stuff together but uh-huh. definitely acting man like I've always been into like performing like yeah you know I've always wanted to yeah I think I just always have been into performing I've always watched tv and be like not only like do I like this show but uh-huh. like I want to do something like that yeah I wanna be in that like, yeah so do you feel like do you feel like you would end up like watching your own show mm. I, I feel know. like I, don't, I feel like there's yeah. something like that for me personally, like I feel like I don't watch my own like content or like no. listen to it or whatever. So like well, I feel like if I was in too, so yeah, like, I feel like if I was in a movie or something yeah. like that, I feel like I wouldn't want to watch it. I'd be too self critical of myself. Yeah, so like you know? I think I would like and it seems like I you know, I do YouTube. Yeah. I'll edit and I'll get everything done. Yep. But then when I put it up, I'll never watch yeah, it again. That's like, what I'm saying. So like bro. I think if I was in like a movie or like a TV or something, like mm, I probably and I know it's like the sport reference of like watching uh-huh. your game footage and stuff, but yeah. like I I don't think I could. I, yeah. I think I'd just kinda like put it up and let the universe decide. Like, could you imagine being like somebody like Macaulay Culkin? Oh, like, right. With Home Alone. Yeah. It's like God, like, I get that, like, that's, like, yourself as a kid, but it's, like, I feel like that movie is so iconic I that I feel like I'd have to watch it, 
But it's like then again, like I wouldn't want to like watch myself as a kid because yeah. I feel like I couldn't enjoy it as yeah. much. You know, I think I would think of more the experience of the day on set versus yeah. the actual movie itself being yeah. made. And like, there's a um, and like you see like the people that are like I guess typecasted or whatever. Like uh-huh. you think of some of these actors and like you just instantly think of like that's what they're in and that's yeah. the only thing I know. Like I'm watching Friends right now. Like yeah. you think of uh, Matt LeBlanc, he plays Joey. Yep, that's fucking Joey. That's yeah, what he thinks, bro. and it's like. You think of that, and, like, I, I wonder if those people watch those series. Like, yeah. when was the last time that, like, Jennifer Anson sat down and watched the whole series? Yeah. Like, it probably doesn't happen a lot. Like, Yeah, and I feel like that idea kind of transcends, like, through anything, like, creative as well. Yeah. I feel like I'm so critical on what I'm making where, like, you know, if I'm editing a photo or whatever, and, like, I think, like, the colors are off or whatever, I'm just like, God, this sucks. Yeah. And I, like, end up not releasing it or yeah. whatever, and then, like... I'll come back to it when I'm like not personally invested in it and I'll be like, Oh, that's dope. Like, yeah. That, that's a cool photo. And like, you know, I like the colors of it and everything else, but it's like, you know, I feel like distancing myself from my art and like just trying to take what I have created and like view it from a different perspective yeah. of like somebody else like what somebody else would get from it i think is something that i'm trying to master but it is definitely kind of tough to kind of oh, it is navigate it's through that the you want to be self-critical of yourself because uh-huh. you don't want to just be like oh everything's good and like we can put yeah. out everything but at the same time you, you do want to the ability to like um give yourself compliments is such a hard thing yeah. because we're in such a I think it's just uh, as people, as mm-hmm. humans, that we're very, like, hating on ourselves kind yeah. of thing. Like, you got to end up trying to love yourself. Yeah. And I think if you are happy with yourself and love yourself, then you can produce content. You can make other people happy. You know, just, just all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, because I think it's, like, I feel like with my friends, like, my friends kind of almost keep me honest yeah. with that. Cause that circle like, around you. Yeah, because it's, like, you know, having that circle of, like, you know, a lot of my buddies, like, Borg, Mike, Colton, like, you know, these guys are, like, in kind of the same industry as me as, like, mm-hmm. you know, creating videos or photos or whatever the case may be, and it's, like, you know, they're always putting out some solid stuff, so yeah. then I feel like, okay, I kind of got to keep up with them, because it's, like, almost like this friendly competition yeah. in a sense, but it's, like, you know, it keeps me honest, and it keeps me, like, always wanting to progress yeah. with my art as well, and I think that, like, that idea is super important, too, you know, to, like, have a solid group of people where, you know, obviously, like, we'll go and, like, have some barbecues together, yeah. and, like, you know, spend some time it's together, not always like, go work, out, yeah, and, yeah. like, spend time together and, like, get a drink or whatever, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, we'll talk, and everybody's, like, you know, always hyping each other up, and, like, saying, like, yo, King, like, I saw your photo, like, that shit was super yeah. sick, like, and I'm, like, thanks, bro, like, I didn't think it was that far, but, yeah. like, every, everybody kind of liked it, so it was, like, whatever, but, you know, there's something about, like, having that genuine interaction inside of your own industry, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, having this, this ability to kind of, like, always keep pushing you forward at the same time, I yeah. think that's, like, that is super important as oh, well. Oh, exactly, and I think, um... I think that's, like, what you and Bowie definitely probably yeah. have, too. Yeah, no, we have, I think Bowie and I, like I said, like, Bowie's, Bowie's a brother, man. Uh-huh. Like, we, we've, uh, we've gone through a lot, and we've, uh-huh. seen, you know, seen, like, you know, each other, like, you know, doing different things, and, yep. like, either happy, sad, whatever, like, yep. I consider that man a brother, and, like, to see you know, just our growth to see, and we push each other, man, like, because I know there's things that, like, and Bowie's, you know, said, like, things that I pushed him to, but the same thing with 
with me, man. Like yep. with the clothing, like I, I've been wanting to do this for a while, but like, I just wasn't sure how to do it. I wasn't yeah. confident in myself to like do stuff with it. And yep. then like, you know, with him, with VXH gear and everything, mm-hmm. like seeing him, um, be able to be happy and like push his stuff, like motivated me to do my stuff. And even as simple as getting up and going, you know, for it, there's yep. days, man, I'm sure you have days too, where it's like, you're just not feeling it. It's yeah. just not the day. But you also have to get up and get to work and yeah. like we just motivate each other to be able to do that and like, so to have that and then there's other people too man like you know alan and justin from mm-hmm. illis and like them giving me the opportunity to sell vintage there and just again like just have that family aspect yeah you know them and then people like i don't you know talk to all the time but yep. when we talk it's always a great conversation yeah. like alan from loyalty love co man yep. that's the bro and like you know, whenever we have a conversation, it's a good conversation. We get our shit, you know, we, we motivate each other. Like, mm-hmm. if you find people that can motivate you, criticize you, and, you know, just elevate you, mm-hmm. those are the people that you need to be around. Yep, I agree 100%. I agree 100%. Yeah. Last question that I'll kind of ask you, uh, where do you, like, hope to be, like, just in a year from now? I think in a year from now, I really, first of all, I really uh-huh. want to be out doing things. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think like all of us. I would agree. <laughs> but um, I, I really just want to still be happy with whatever I'm doing. Like yeah. that's as simple as that. Like I want to be happy just, just you know, whatever that I'm doing, man. Like I really want to continue doing vintage, obviously. Mm-hmm. I want to continue providing curated vintage for people. Yep. I want to do the podcast, you know, hopefully bigger, you know, heights and like do different things and stuff. Um, YouTube, I just want to get into, um, new ideas. I really want to tap into different things and, you know, who knows, maybe I could get in some acting and in someone's music video or something. Like, I don't know, like, you know, start small, bro. And then it ends up progressing. Like, I'm just, you know, it goes back to like the whole collection the whole idea of like rise again is like yeah. the ability to continue climbing that's why the stairs are there man like yeah you know a lot of people are so scared to take their first step and i think it's important to not only take your first step but once you take that first step to continue climbing and it's just it's something that's always meant a lot to me man like i think the ability to never have a finish line to never there's always like another lap Mm-hmm. And so if you continue to just keep it moving and um, that's that's really all I want to do, man. This this year was definitely a tough year, but mm-hmm. I also learned a lot and I started a lot of things from it. Yeah. You know what I mean, we're look we're what, October now? Like yeah. ten months, man, felt like fucking two years. Yeah, <laughs> like, bro. hey man, we're we're still pushing. I'm yeah. still optimistic and that's the mm-hmm. that's what I have is yeah. the optimistic you know, the positive energy that I try yeah. to bring with every conversation with every single person like i hope that my positive energy and my optimism you know can help the next person reach their whatever they want to do and that's that's, that's all i bro. care about that's man. beautiful that's beautiful dog uh phoenix where can like everybody find you on social media yeah so he's that nature i got a lot of them but <laughs> you, yeah, can, go ahead. you can follow me on instagram personal pages at rav phoenix um you can follow anything rise again you know related on facebook twitter and instagram at rise again create um the archive ia is for vintage uh one last plug is the pre-order is available now um until october 16th for the state climbing uh collection uh we got hoodies we got a crew neck you know t-shirts just amazing pieces and it's representing not only you know, not only supporting me so I can do greater things for you guys, but it's also 
um, you know, representing this culture that I'm trying to build and, you know, motivating each other and continue climbing for, you know, reaching new heights and whatever it is that you're doing. I love that, bro. I love that, dog. Is there anything else that you want to leave off with the people before we get out of here? Man, just two things. Again, thank you for having me on, man. I definitely appreciate it. It's cool to be on the other side. I was joking with a couple of friends. I was Uh like, it's kind of like when... The talk show host go on. Yeah. goes on. It's like when Jimmy Fallon goes yeah, on. Yeah, it's all. Kimmel. It's like, so weird, bro. It's, it's so it's, weird. It's, yeah. It's fun though. It's, uh-huh. it's dope to see like the other side. We sit on the other side yeah. and like everything. And then, man, just honestly, if you guys are like out here, you know, for the people that are haven't started anything that like really want to start anything, if you want to become a rapper, an artist, anything like that, man, just take that first step. And then once you do, man, just like you know, stay climbing, man. Just keep on reaching new heights. There's new goals. There's new um, opportunities that you can reach every day, man. Talk to one another, reach out to people. Uh, if you meet somebody, man, say hi, strike up a conversation with them. Uh, I think that's it, man. Yeah. I think that's it, man. I just, you know, love everybody. You know, that's, that's about it, man. Just stay up. Awesome. Awesome. Phoenix, appreciate you, brother, appreciate for you, bro. coming on today and let me use your space to come onto the podcast Hell as yeah, well bro. today. Uh, but everybody, I hope you guys, uh, took some, uh, positive things away from that conversation. Uh, today with Phoenix, uh, definitely a super dope down to earth dude, uh, and he's definitely one of my good homies that I've known for a while. And uh, I will leave you guys off with a beautiful tune, as always on the podcast uh, today. You are going to be listening to Toxic by Kalani, so you are now listening to Toxic by the wonderful and beautiful Kalani. Uh, and my name is Nick Robinson. This is Phoenix Lee over here, and we are out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Peace and love to everybody.
with the rah rah rah. Missing my dad.